The following program is not intended for children under 13, even though 13 is the spookiest of numbers. It contains coarse language, mature content, stories about ghosts, it's kind of spooky, and also I am not responsible for the things that come out of my wife's mouth. Listen at your own risk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spooky Stories. Ooh. I'm your ghost co-host, Matt McComb, the kooky one. And I'm the spooky one, Kaya. And today for our 20th episode, we have something very special for you. Wow, 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 wow. It's the 20th episode, Spooktacular, featuring more thrills, chills, and audience-submitted stories only on Wednesdays. Wednesdays, Wednesdays. This is the 20th episode, Spooktacular. Be there. Oh, you're already here. Good, 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 good. So spooktacular, that's what we've decided yeah, on? Yeah, spoop. Okay. Because we're, we're spooky stories, but actually we're kind of spooky stories. Which is kind of the thing we have going for us, right? Yeah, it's kind of our thing. Kind of. Yes. I mean, you guys seem to like it because you're still here after 20 episodes. Yeah. They seem to still be here. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I could tell there was like a pure look of like (laughs) unsureness on your face during that. You're like, why are they still listening to us? (laughs) Why are people contacting us with their stories? Like, are they actually interested in our podcast? I guess so. Side note, we have something crazy in the works. Yeah. Someone contacted us from outside of our regular audience. What? 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 Some sort of author or something. It's coming. Something big is coming. I'm pretty excited about I'm it, actually. I'm pretty excited about it, too. He better not back out because of the spookiness. So, like we said, today we are finally recording our first listener stories. Yeah, I'm so excited. People I personally know are sending me stories about how spooky their lives are. Which yeah. means I'm not visiting any of their places. <laughs> I mean... You probably will. Yeah, so you well, know one of them for sure you've been to, but we already know that their house is haunted. So somewhat, yeah. There's some yeah. instant pot lich. To we'll talk about that though there. when we get to. But at the same time, I, I don't think I want to hear about these spooky stories. I think our house is starting to get haunted enough. Believe it or not, I don't know if you guys have heard. Uh, but our Alexa is haunted. Yeah, we have our own spooky story that happened last week. And if you don't follow us on social media, I'm going to let Matt explain it. And then we can use it as promo for this episode. First user submitted story. Is from our own house. First audience submitted story. Is from our own house. First host submitted story. <laughs> it's from our own house. So I was meditating like I always do. But because we had so many spooky stories being submitted from our audience members we didn't release an episode on a wednesday like we normally do we skipped that wednesday Mm -hmm. last wednesday yeah and we must have angered someone or something because as i was meditating to the same music i always listen to i heard this cue clip Yeah, no, not cool. 
So I called Kaya and oh, actually I was I was very excited. So I immediately started recording a video and then I sent it to Kaya and then she called me and she's like, what is going on? And I was like, this is really strange. And she was like, okay, stop. And then it stopped. So like Kaya like talked it down. Basically, yep. yep. I told those spooks to F off. And now my Alexa works fine. So yeah, very creepy. Yeah. And I did not like how the music got louder. And it was just like, so strange. So note to us, don't skip posting on Wednesdays. You know what? And I also think it's Alexa getting back at me because she never listens to me. And she I'm hates always you. mad at her. Alexa so. hates you. She does. I'm like waiting for us to if set up. Well, I have feedback, Alexa. And the feedback <laughs> is stop haunting my shit. Okay. Thank you. So obviously we have one of those systems in the room where we're recording, uh, so that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm so glad that you're in the same room as all of our spooky stuff and yeah. where we record things. So if that's you're okay. listening, Alexa, stop haunting my shit. We'll just uh, smudge. Actually, you definitely can do that because it makes for great Instagram stories. There Thank we you go. very much. We'll just smudge the crap out of this room after. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should smudge our Alexa. Maybe. Just like smudge all over that Maybe. thing. Maybe. Yep. Does their warranty cover smudging? Mm, I don't know. I'd have to look. Yeah. Okay. I can probably find that somewhere at work. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about my friend's stories. That sounds very spooky. Well, I can start with a story of my own that isn't really, like, spooky, but it's weird in its own sense because I had, like, weird psychic abilities to predict something that was going to happen. Second host submitted story. <laughs> so I know that I've told you this story before, but I really like it and want to share it because it kind of was one of those times that I realized that I could actually feel things that were going to happen. And it hasn't happened a lot since, but it does occasionally. Uh, but I feel like this story was kind of the trigger into it. So... Let's go back to 2007. I was in my first semester of college and like all brand new college students, I thought that I had to buy a MacBook for school. Uh, sorry, mom. Sorry about that. So one night, it was probably November, so I was getting close to the end of my semester. Um, my laptop decided that it just didn't want to work anymore. So I had tried taking it back to the Apple store, so I had driven from Barrie to Toronto to go to an Apple store with my laptop to get there, and they're like, we need the box for you to bring this back, and I was like, of course you do. Yep, sure, cool. So I drive back to Barrie, and I called my mom, and I'm like, mom, I'm like, I need to take my laptop back to Apple, but they're not going to take out the box. The box is at your house. I need you to bring me the box. So my mom, being the sweetheart that she is, um, her and her husband got in their car the next day and were going to drive to Barrie, which is about an hour and a half from where I grew up, and bring me my box so I could take my laptop back. And I left class that day and I knew they were on the way. And I just had this feeling come over me that something bad was going to happen. And I was like... This is too much. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to pack my bag because when I le when my parents get here, I'm leaving with them, right? 
I don't care. I don't care about the box anymore. I'm like, some something's going to happen. So they get to Barry and I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm coming home with you. And my mom's like, no, you're not. You've got class tomorrow. And I was like, no, I'm like, I'm coming home with you. Like, I need to. I just have this feeling that I need to come with you. And she's like, okay. So they we go for dinner and we get in the car and we're driving back to my hometown and on the way my grandmother calls my mom and she goes you need to get to Kitchener right away and my mom goes okay what's going on so that day my nana and grandpa had gone down to Kitchener my grandpa was supposed to be having open heart surgery so they had gone down to Kitchener that day for him to do like his pre-surgery I guess it's like a lesson kind of thing. Not lesson, but like information session. So I guess in this information session, they like talked about what was going to happen. And then they showed a video of the surgery. And after the video, my grandpa was like, well, I guess it's not too late to still back out. Now, this is my grandfather who was joking like a few weeks before that he had picked out his pig because they were going to anyways. So he saw the video and was like, there's still time to back out. Like, maybe I don't do this now. So they were in the hospital and they went and had lunch. And then I'm not sure the full details, but in that phone call, when my grandmother called my mom, she goes, you need to get to Kitchener. Your dad's been admitted to the hospital. So we're driving. We're about... So Barry and Kitchener are like very different areas of Ontario. They're not like, it's not like a straight line from Barry to Kitchener. So in the middle of our drive, there is a snowstorm that hits. So now we're like, Kate, we need to get from Barry to Kitchener. There's a snowstorm. What are we going to do? So Rob, my stepdad, he's like, nope, I'm going to get you there. Like, we're going to get you to Kitchener. So we go back to Durham we dropped some stuff off at the house picked some stuff up and hightailed it to Kitchener as fast as we could in a snowstorm we're just getting to Kitchener um and my nana calls again and tells my mom that my grandpa has slipped into a coma and that we have to get there we have to get to the hospital because they don't know so we get to the hospital um we go in and we see him and by 2.20 that morning, he was gone. So sad story, but also really weird for me because like that day I knew, like I knew something bad was going to happen. And uh, yeah, that was like my first really weird premonition story. Um, so yeah, it, weird shit's happened to me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Like, so you're you thought you had time so you got in line to return at the your apple MacBook store at the apple store yeah <laughs> um i like the book of mormon reference there yeah well, <laughs> if you guys haven't seen the book of mormon there's this one part where they go my sister was a dancer but she got cancer the doctor said she had two months more i thought i had time so i got in line for the new iphone at, at the, the apple, apple store, store. yeah <laughs> so yeah so basically yes um yeah so i'm gonna tell you right now premonition shit's weird 
I don't like it. I've had it a few times since. It's been really minor stuff. Like, it's not like, it hasn't been like that. Um, But yeah, so I think that's all we've got for our own spooky stories, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, like, you've been wrong before, too, with your premonitions. It's true. I have, yeah. Because I've shared many of them with you, and things haven't turned out the way that I thought. Yeah, wires got crossed. Oh, no we did deal. have that last week when I woke up and to- or in the morning and told you that I had like seen this light shining in our bedroom and it looked like a figure only to find out that it was just the light coming in through our blinds. But I was freaked for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to close my eyes and go back to sleep and hope that it's just my imagination running away with me. Mm-hmm. So we've had things like that or like where Marcy will just start growling in the middle of the night and we're like, what the fuck is she growling at? <laughs> yeah. We think it's the ghost of Sir Arthur Curry way. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Sir Arthur Curry. Anyways, are we ready to get into some of our listener submitted stories? First listener submitted story. All right. So our first one, I'm sure she'll be fine if we use her name, comes from Kathleen Haug, who is one of our biggest podcast supporters. Absolutely. Yeah. So she submitted a story from when they used to live in Morinville. Side note, like, it seems like every house they buy, every time I go in, I'm like, this place is definitely haunted. Yeah. So we'll go through this story that she sent and then we can kind of chat quickly about the thing that you experienced at their new house. And yeah. We don't need to get into that. But go ahead. It's kind of funny though. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of funny. Anyways. Okay. So this is our first story. <clears throat> I have always had a gift for sensing spirits. Not all of them are nice. We lived in the town of Morinville for a few years in a three-bedroom house. For the first year... One of the bedrooms was a spare bedroom that I didn't go into much. Then, our son was born. About three to four weeks after he was born, I started sensing someone measuring me. At the same time, my son started becoming obsessed with a particular corner of the room where I was getting these feelings from. He started talking to it and wouldn't look away for the longest time. I started feeling kind of freaked out. Our son would look there in the baby monitor from his crib constantly. Several times, I swear I saw shadows moving around there that should not have existed. I would constantly turn the lights on, try to pinpoint them. I never could. I lost my temper in there once at Cody. I was tired and he wouldn't sleep, and I was just hit with the feeling that I was being warned. My son immediately started giggling and looked in the corner. Needless to say, I smartened up. I always sensed something there until the day we moved, though never as threatening as I did that day. I also got the impression it liked Cody. I think he had someone looking out for him. What? So her son has like a demon guardian angel? Sounds Is that like what it. we're getting at? Maybe Cody brought it with him. Oh, God. Should explain why like weird shit's happened in their new house. Yeah. That would yeah. explain why an instant pot lid just completely flew <laughs> off. At 1230 at night when there was no instant pot cooking going on. It was completely off. Nobody else in the kitchen. Nobody else in the kitchen. Just bang, crash, boom. And there's this upside down instant pot lid. It's crazy. And I was like, that's probably some haunted shit. Probably. And Eric was like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Side note, Katie, I want to do like a Ouija board in your house. I think that'd be great. No Ouija board. <laughs> it's not in our house. Also, Cody's not allowed to sleep over. Also, like, they make Lisa Frank Ouija boards now. We can do it with, like, a sprinkle of happiness. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, that was our first story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for the next one? It's very Not short. someone I know. 
I mean, you know all these people. Okay, great. Okay. So our next one is from Dennis. Dennis? Yeah. Dennis, get your free gone? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So he just wrote like a short little one, but I thought it was kind of cool. And we've kind of like heard things similar to this in like stories past. So I was like, huh, crazy how it's... Second audience submitted story. Sorry, that thing goes on its own. Still kind of tying together with like <laughs> other stories from the Spoopiverse. I think that's what we decided we were going to call it, right? Spoopiverse. The Spoopiverse. Okay. So here is Dennis's story. Paula, my sister, used to hear the piano play itself in the middle of the night in our childhood house in Mill Woods. My parents bought the house from my uncle, who had told us that the previous owner was an old woman who played piano and died alone in the home. Paula says she played pretty good. Haunting melodies. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he ends it with a freaking pun. I love that it was like haunting melodies. Ha ha ha. And then like he used like the really wide-eyed emoji during it. I love it. Do you know what their first problem was? What's that? Buying a house in Millwoods. That's fair. (laughs) That's very fair. Yeah. The second problem, they bought a house that somebody died in. Yeah, that's also a problem. Yeah. But that family's always been very musical, so maybe she just wanted to join one of Dennis's Probably. Bands. I think, like, as long as nothing bad came from it, like... That was I just mean, her audition. Exactly, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So I thought that was great. Uh, now, the next few stories we have came from Mallory, who you used to work with at dingus and zazzy oh wow we can do that on here we still don't know who what a dingus or a zazzy is but no we do not know what a dingus (laughs) or a zazzy is but i apparently work for them yeah so she sent a lot of stories which was great she had a lot of really good stories some of them are like really short other ones are you know um from she had one that her dad actually told her that her grandmother had experienced which i thought was really cool so we get to go back like a couple Mm. generations uh, so yes, you ready to hear some of her stories? Third audience submitted story. Sorry, uh-uh. that just comes in on its own. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> first story. My first experience I can recall with otherworldliness was when we lived in a house in Saskatoon between the ages of 14 and 18. Nothing bad ever happened, but we definitely had a house guest, if you will, for those years. See, that I've heard that before too. Nothing bad ever happens in Saskatoon. Yeah, right. <laughs> Now, the first experiences would always involve me by myself in our basement TV area. Almost every time I was down there by myself, my dog, Sahara, would sit or lay at the bottom of the stairs and just stare at the top of them. He would do this the entire time I would be down there. I thought it was just a quirk until I started to experience a shadow in the corner of my eye standing at the top of the stairs. The shadow was a gentleman in a hat and he never did anything besides stand there. It got to a point where I would expect him and it would always be the same. I would go downstairs and within the hour, Sahara would settle himself by the stairs and soon after the dark figure would pop into my peripheral vision but vanish if directly looked upon. One day, when my mom and I were driving, she told me that there was a man on our front deck when she was driving up to the house. As soon as our evergreen passed in front of him, he vanished, she said. But she described him as a man in a bowler-type hat. He was definitely a watcher of sorts, and I'm sure he's still there protecting the house. I didn't consider him malevolent, but I wonder if we had stayed there longer, what else would have occurred? Probably would have had a cane and a monocle. Maybe. Gotta complete that outfit. So that was the first story from Mallory. Creepy man. Yeah. Uh, all right, next one. <clears throat> Story number two. 
My third story is not necessarily a ghost, but spiritual in nature. In 2014, I had to have thyroid surgery to remove some junk. The surgery went well, but I had to stay overnight in the hospital. I woke up in the middle of the night because someone sat on my bed but was saying nothing to me. I moved my legs to give them room and opened my eyes, but no one was there. A nurse wasn't in the room and my mom had gone home. I attributed it to a fatigue and eventually went back to sleep. The next day, we found out that my grandma had passed away in the night at the same time I had awoken in my hospital bed. We had not spent a lot of time together over my years, but I decided in that moment that she was simply making sure I was all right before she had to go. That's yeah, story. I was like, I teared up a bit when I read it the first time and I am now. I just think that that's like, that's really special. It is really special. I hope that's what it was. Mallory, I hope for your sake that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go with that. Yeah, we're going to yeah. stick with that one. All right. Um, so story number three. We had traveled to Pennsylvania to see my dad's grandmother when I was about 14. We'd been there for about a week when my mom and dad said it was just time to go. What I found out later on was that the night before, my mom had had a dream that she was drowning in quicksand and couldn't get out. She slipped underneath the surface, sinking when two hands burst through and grabbed her arms to pull her out. The next day, my grandpa, her dad, called her and said that we should come home. She asked why and he said that the night before, he dreamt that my mom was drowning in mud and and he had to get on his belly and reach into the mud to grab her arms and pull her out. Our family is very close and trusts one another's intuition, so we left the next evening. I can't say what would have happened if we had stayed, but I also trust the connections of my family. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just think it's so funny how we like, quicksand is is like, people thought it was going to be like a huge thing, especially when I was a kid. Right. Like, they were like, oh, you got to watch out for quicksand. Mm -hmm. When was the last time you had to deal with quicksand, baby? (laughs) Never in my life. Anyways. Isn't that weird? weird. Yes, yeah, so same dream. So her mom and her grandpa, like her mom's dad, had the same dream. Yeah. How weird is that? That's like on the same strange. night. So spooky. I was like, that's... I've never even heard of shared dreams before in I haven't life. either. Like, but that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have one more from Mallory. And this was sent to her by her dad, Jack, on behalf of her grandmother. Back in the late 70s or early 80s, after my mom and stepfather had been doing significant renovations on our home, which was quite old, we started experiencing odd things. Sometimes we'd feel a presence or hear someone in the house when it was supposed to be otherwise empty. There was an old rocking chair in my youngest brother's room. My mom started having experiences where she was certain she could hear the chair rocking when there was no one upstairs in that room. It was particularly odd because that entire floor was covered in a thick shag rug, so you shouldn't have been able to hear the rocking chair anyways. (laughs) She came to believe that the happenings were the result of a previous owner of the house being disturbed by all of the demolishing and rebuilding going on. Finally, one day, during one of the chair rocking incidents, I believe, she spoke aloud to the presence, explained that they were trying to make the house better, not destroy it, and apologized. From that moment on, all of the odd happenings stopped. So you just got to talk to these people. Right? Sometimes these you just got to tell them, like, we're not here to fuck shit up. That's why you had to talk to my Alexa. That's why I had to talk to it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I said your name. So. She just lit up. Yeah. The, that is the end of the stories. Except, let me correct that. We did have a story sent to us 
which was as long as most of my research for one single podcast episode. So we're just going to do a whole episode on that story. Nice. Which came from uh, Max. Excellent. Yeah. I'm super excited about that because it's so nice of you guys to submit your stories. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And feel free to keep submitting us stories. We'd like to keep doing these here and there. Mm. Um, So we would like to start building a library of listener stories that we can pull from. Yeah, I'd love to know all of my friends that I don't want to go visit anymore because (laughs) your place is spooky as shit. I still want John's alien chicken story. Yeah, John, send your alien chicken story in. You know he's not listening to this. I know he's not <laughs> listening to this. Side note, this this uh, this episode turned out very personal because we have so much like inside stuff and, and junk like that. So if you're outside of the Edmonton area and our circle of friends, well, we apologize. Yeah. Also, send us your stories. Send us your stories. Yeah. So New York, New Jersey, Texas, whatever. Yeah. We're going to take an open call for listener stories. Wherever you're from, we just want to hear your stories. We want to be able to share them with our listeners. If you're open to that, we can do it without even saying your name. So send away. Yeah, side note, if any of you didn't want your names in this one, well, it's too late to edit it now. That's why I didn't use last names either, except for Dennis. You said Dennis's last name, but... I may have be said Katie's last name, but yeah. tried to keep away from that as much as we could. Yeah. So yeah, so if you have any spooky stories, you can send them to hello at spookypodcast.com or send them to us via Facebook or Instagram. We don't care how you send them. We just want to read them and share them and and take part in your spookiness. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get overzealous though, because like, <laughs> that's not like going to be the podcast from right. now on. Because like I can't make a lot of jokes about my friends' stories. No, no. And also, like I said, I don't want to know all my friends are super haunted because that's just messed up. That's fair. So that's it for our episode this week. Uh, so until next week, you can leave us a review on Facebook, facebook.com slash spooky stories pod. I always forget which one it actually is. Uh, you can visit us on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Spooky Stories Pod or check us out on our website at SpookyPodcast.com. And just so you know, if you send anything to social media now, Matt's taking care of it. So yay, you'll get to interact with him. And we are going to definitely repost our Alexa story mm-hmm. with this one. All right. So we want to thank you for listening. And until next week, we hope you... Keep it spooky. Ooh.